Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Susie. I'm Caroline. And we're making women great again. Even though we were already pretty great. We share authentic business stories, one woman at a time. We're a little Wall Street and a little woo-woo. We'll see you next and every Tuesday. Hey, welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. What's up? Episode 41. How crazy is that? Crazy. Cray. Lucky number 41. Lucky number 41. Um, so can you believe it's December? I can't. I can't believe that, mostly I can't believe 2017 is almost over because it kind of feels like it just started. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. I feel like there was like a blackout period of at least five months where I just don't know what happened. Can you believe you left your job in the spring? You started... I'm going to say three businesses because the podcast too. <laughs> and like all of the change that's happened within a 365 day cycle. I mean, same for you. You left your like big time, like education based research job at a large research institution. Not <laughs> calling them out. You've got this podcast, Rob Bliss, which is like, been a huge like labor of love for you too like you have really put in the time with that to let it like be for others instead of like I feel like it's not your I'm gonna say this in a way that I hope it comes out I feel like you've made it not your business you've made it like your business for others well I feel like this year for me has just been like a massive constant shift like I'm almost yeah. like a salt shaker like and then like yeah I almost feel like a farmer kind of like digging up all of the roots of things that didn't totally settle mm-hmm. to like kind of replant seeds and like especially in the last week I'm so excited for next year now because I kind of see all of my ideas like slowly coming toward me and we talk about the law of attraction and we talk about like oh we can create through our intentions but it's really weird like when it starts happening it's really I can see it starting like the seeds are starting to sprout kind of all at once at once (laughs) when I was like kind of also like what am I doing and like maybe I'm not doing anything and like and then all of a sudden I was like oh shit this is actually turning into something um that reminds me I implemented your law of attraction theory in my, I had a like black Friday, cyber Monday sale for engaged legal for my like template contract templates. And I was like, I kind of was like, okay, how would Susie frame this in her brain? Like, what would you think? And so I like made a goal and I got really confident that it was going to happen. And then it happened. That's exciting. Which is crazy. And I waited to tell you until right now because I was like, Susie's going to think this is great. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Suze. And it, it probably didn't happen on the timeline that you wanted either, potentially. Actually, like, I was just like, this weekend, I want, this weekend, this is happening. Like, my I'm okay. hitting my goal. Okay. Because I had had, like, I wanted things to, like, move faster, obviously. Like, I would love to, like, just be breaking in, like, a million dollars a year. But um, I was like, this weekend, this is going to happen. Like, I know it's going to happen. Okay. It's going to be fine. And it did. And I hit my goal and it wasn't like anything crazy, but I was like, this is reasonable and it's going to happen. And sometimes our goals have to be practical so that they can get crazy, but they have to start somewhere. And it's really good that I hit that goal because my car got towed in front of my house. <laughs> so I needed some extra cash. Oh, shit. Yeah. Leaf cleaning in Richmond, guys. Not a joke. Man. Well, there you go. You're prepared. Anyway. <laughs> The universe provides for us. It provided that tow truck some money. <laughs> yeah, and me. Um, okay, cool. So <laughs> who are we talking to this week? Well, this week we have Michelle Mercurio, who is a brand strategist and self-proclaimed storyteller. And so she helps people really investigate who they are on a personal level so that they can really showcase who they are in their business and what their business is. And she is just awesome and loves and she excels at creating stories to help people and businesses get paid. So get she could totally paid. make magic happen. Get money. Get paid. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty 
awesome. She also, yeah, I don't even want to tell you because you just need to listen because this is a good one. This is a we always say that, but they're she always has good. Lots this is of good. great stories. Yeah, and she's such a light, and just like when you're around her, her energy is just like infectious, and she's just cool. She's pretty cool. Yeah. So without further ado, Michelle Mercurio. Mercurio, and she is a brand strategist who is also a self-proclaimed storyteller, which is perfect because we're all about the stories. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Because like we talked about it before we started this and there's kind of like a couple facets to that. So go for it. Get crazy. Well, first, I really want to talk about what brought me to this table today. I would love that. We're gathered here today. (laughs) With this wine in our hands. It probably started with some sort of beverage in hand as well. I actually believe it did. It did. It completely started with a beverage in hand. And we were at... good stories too. Yes. Absolutely. No good night start. No good story starts with a salad. Once upon a time, with a glass of wine in our hand, Michelle was told about the next Tuesday podcast. Yay! <laughs> and she was at a happy hour. And Perfect. I'm going to move into first person because I just can't talk about myself in yeah. third person right. as well, a like storyteller and communications person. Totally. So I was at this happy hour and my friend said to me, that is Caroline. And she does, along with Susie, the Next Tuesday podcast. And I believe she introduced it as the See You Next Tuesday podcast. Which works for us. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, I have got to be on that show because I'm a cunt too. Yeah. And I love that because so many people will write to us or see us in person and be like, do you know it took me a month to get what See You Next Tuesday was? And I was like, didn't you go to the website? Like, we spell it out for you. We literally have an entire page dedicated to that. No, that's amazing. I love it. And that's how I knew I belonged here. Well, we knew you belonged here because the first time I met you, I remember just being like, oh my God, I love this person. She makes me laugh so hard. And she kind of like reminds me. Well, we had, um, we were at, we were eating grasshoppers. We were. We ate grasshoppers that night. Yes. We Spicy were ones. with Co. She had like a lady happy hour, lady boss happy yeah, hour. And yeah. we were at Sarah. And yes. did the IGers event. I think that's where it was born out of. So okay. Rachel, I did her Instagrammers event. She, and then we all got together and then we were at Flora in Richmond and they serve grasshoppers. And of course I'm just like, Cool, eating Bring weird it. things, let me do that. And for anyone wondering, it tastes a little bit like a sun-dried tomato mixed with a popcorn kernel. It did. It yeah. also had a little bit like a of a hay after hay. taste. There was the hay. It tasted a little yeah. like hay. Not like hay, but like yeah. hay. Like hay is for horses. Yes. Did it hop down your throat? No, they were dead. <laughs> They were a little crispy, a little crunchy. I'm acting like it's gross. I'm the one that ate, like, we're the ones that ate them. I know. Um, I fully believe in, like, you know, being conservative with your life unless it comes to food. And then I think you should try everything except for maybe brains. You do not believe in being conservative with your life, though. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You don't. Yeah. I mean, we so met. So chuck that story. So chuck that. That was a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe don't, I don't believe in, like, you know, jumping off of buildings or things like that. One day we'll jump out of a plane together. I will literally die. I'm so scared of heights and falling. Anyway, continue. So (laughs) we'll have to talk about that at some point because I feel the exact same way. Really? And yet I feel that my end of life is going to be something spectacular and it is going to either involve fiery crashing or falling from a very great height and my my grandma has always said that when she gets really old and her memory's gone and she's like can't do anything anymore we're supposed to take her out take her up in an airplane strip her naked and throw her out the side and have her little like 
army bat, like the bat wings on her arms will like kind of slow her fall, but then she'll die. That sounds perfect. I love your grandma. My 90 year old great grandmother rode a motorcycle for the first time on her 90th birthday. Oh my God. And I and Ryan, we went skydiving in New Zealand and I would literally do it every day for the rest of my life. Now if I could. Nope. I don't know about that, but I do believe. You see the world as a a circle, like a big sphere. Uh Like Uh you're, you're just flying and you're like. You know where else you can do that? On a plane. <laughs> inside the plane. Different. Safely inside a plane. Redirecting. Talking Redirecting. about planes. So. Exactly. How did this beautiful new website, this brand strategy concept and storytelling come to life? That is a fabulous question. And one thing that you should never do in an interview is say, that is a fabulous question. And I just did it. So I'm no, just going to go Tell us that. why. So why? Why is that like the worst thing you can do in an interview? Well, it might not be the worst thing you could do, but it is pretty bad because the interviewer has obviously thought about a question, knows it's probably a fabulous question. No need to validate that. <laughs> Interesting. I think I we say think that fabulous. sometimes. I think Good it's question. fabulous. Let me think about that. Um, so for brand strategy, storytelling, social media strategy, my business was a business for, I've been in business for a few years now, and it kind of started accidentally. I wanted to help my brother with his social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the proprietor at Rural Times in the West End. And so he needed somebody to help him with his social media strategy. And I stepped in to do that. And then what happened after that is people started seeing what I was doing. And then they started calling me and wanting me to do that. And I have recently shifted majorly in in what it is that I focus on with that brand strategy because my entire life, I have been a storyteller. I wrote my first book before I was officially five. I bound it in wallpaper. I still have the three books. They were a collection of books that I wrote. And I always told everybody I wanted to be a writer. And it was never I wanted to be an author. It was never I wanted to be published. Although that is going to happen. And I have written books. And those things are in the works. But I always wanted to be a writer. I, I love to explore words and their impact and what it is that they can do. And everybody has a story. And not everybody feels that they have permission to tell it mm-hmm. or change it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. I help people tell their authentic stories. I help entrepreneurs build their brands off of those authentic stories. And I help people change really just their lives by seeing their story on paper and then being blown away at the magic that they already possess but maybe didn't realize. I think it's always really interesting when like I have to write bios for things Mm -hmm. or whatever and I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't do anything. I have to figure out what I'm doing or even better when I don't have to write the bio and someone else just pulls from like my website and my LinkedIn and you're just like, oh shit, I do a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and you just realize, oh, okay, I'm not as like useless as I feel like I am. And just having somebody else like see that and do that for you is so valuable. And I think a lot of people who are starting their own businesses or even people in personal situations, right? They don't see what makes them amazing. They think I do X, Y, and Z. Even sitting here, I can tell you I do brand strategy or I do social media strategy or I am a storyteller. But what I really do is help people see the light in them and direct that in a marketing standpoint so that they can sell what it is that they're doing and and show people really what they're passionate about. That's a good one. I'm going to write that down and maybe it'll be the title of this episode because we usually don't hit like the good quotes and before 10 minutes, but we're 925 in and I help people see the light in them. So it's pretty good to me. You also really don't have somebody say the word cunt a minute in either. I mean, you know, that's good too. <laughs> what I appreciate is that often even Caroline like squeals a little bit at the word cunt and I'm constantly like, no, we're all cunts. Like, I love the fucking word cunt. Like, I actually really do like it too because I didn't even, I never heard it until I was like a senior in high school. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, that's a great word. That's a great word. You can use it for everything. Yes. I mean, it's really only second to fuck. Yeah. 
I think Australians would disagree and say it was definitely first. Oh, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm constantly torn between which one I like more, but definitely fuck in this day and age is way more favorable over cunt in the United States of America. It's because people cringe, which if my mother ends up listening to this episode, she oh, will, she's gonna die. She will prob she will literally feel like you will if you go out of a plane terminal. Yeah. I forget that my mom listens to this. And she, we were talking today on the phone. She's like, Oh yeah, and then I heard on your podcast and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot you listened to that. Mm-hmm. My mom is constantly like letting me know that I forgot to tell her things by listening to the episodes, but I also love it because hey mom, she <laughs> like everyone who comes on, she's like, I wanna work with this person and it's stuff that are so outside of like the realm or sphere of like her everyday interaction or healer or health right. person. And so it's like really fun to know that all these women on our podcast are like allowing people to think outside the bomb. So let's move a little bit more into what's your like, what is the path that got you where you are? So what's I can tell you the typical career story, right? Like I went to school and yes. I graduated and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and all of that happy horse shit. But really what, let's get to why I'm actually doing what I'm doing. So I do have a background in, in communications. I do have a background yeah. in education. Oh. Uh, I taught uh, both secondary and higher ed. I quit a corporate job and became an inner city high school teacher. Oh, bless you. And <laughs> notice I'm not doing that now. I mean, I, yeah. But that was really, I think, yeah. where some of the moment came from and why I'm here now. I was sitting in my classroom one day and every day the students would come in and I had never taught a day in my life when I started teaching. And they would come in and they were rowdy. They really didn't have much focus. They had a lot of students didn't have people that believed in them. They didn't have home lives that were anything that could be considered even normal or stellar. And so my job was to wrangle all of these creatures into something that I could help. I'm going to stop there. Just help, period. Something I could help. Help. Whether it was with their lives, whether it was with English curriculum, whether it was technology, whatever it was, somebody I could help. And so I, like most teachers, do did the concept of bell work. And I always had a prompt written on the whiteboard when they came in. And so one bell day... Bell ringers. That's yes, what we call them. Bell, bell ringers. ringers. Uh, writing prompts, right? So bell work, whatever it was, uh, you know, ground and focus, you know, sit the fuck down, whatever it yes. is. <laughs> is shut up. Exactly. Shut up. Let's get to work. Yes. And one day I wrote the quote on the board, what is your best day? Describe your best day. And surprisingly, students started writing pretty quickly. And I saw them and they, they got out their notebooks and they got out their pens and their pencils and they're starting to write. And I go about taking attendance and I'm looking around the classroom and seeing who's there. And I had students, you know, I usually had a moment of sharing because I don't believe that stories are meant to just be written. They have to be shared in order to have that power, right? We connect through story, we create our stories, the sharing is where the transformation happens. And so I had one girl raise her hand and she said, you know, the day my first baby was born, she was pregnant with number three. How old was she? She was just about to turn 18 or just had turned 18, right around those. I can still see her face and she was pregnant with number three. But in school. And in school. But in school. Awesome. Had dropped out a couple of times. Um, she was still at the very beginning of high school credits wise, <sighs> but she knew what she needed to do. And I guarantee you, this was years ago. I guarantee you that girl is a success. I am sure she is killing it somewhere now. That's awesome. Yeah. Ugh. So I had that. And then I had somebody else share about how the day that her mom finally left the man that beat them. And then I had somebody else share something about that night I banged that chick. And you know, I was like, <laughs> ugh, ugh. You know, and I still see that kid's face too. Damn it. Uh, yeah, he was he was absolutely adorable. He had a nose ring and you knew what he was gonna some, something terrible was gonna come out of his mouth at any given time. But he was We're very wonderful. charming and wonderful too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and then I noticed this student, and his name was George, and George didn't share a whole lot in class ever. 
Uh-huh. Because George had some challenges in, in how it was that he shared things. He was on an IEP, so an education plan. He didn't really participate a whole heck of a lot. He was largely silent. Um, he was a big football player looking kid, mm-hmm. and he had been kicked out of the, the traditional high school. And uh, I was shocked when George, you know, was sucking on his pencil and then he raised his hand. And I said, George, share your story. And he picked up his notebook. And so since this is a podcast, nobody can see me picking up my notebook, but I'm so into this moment that I'm doing that. Yes. And he said, today is my best day. And he continued and he said, I don't know what's going to happen. The sun is shining. It's beautiful outside. The world is a possibility. Today is my best day. Drop the mic. I just, and I just slammed the glass table. That's okay. (laughs) The George. See, it's very tempting. You slam the glass table and you're like, when we tell people to slam the glass table, they're like, whatever, I won't do that. You know what? Shatter glass tables. Shatter. You can't shatter the glass table. Glass ceilings, right glass tables, fuck them all. Yeah, absolutely. Like, George. And so, so George was like your present day moment, like, oh. Yes. George made it not only about his story, he shared his story. The students. The, the other students, it got quiet. That class bonded. That class had warring gang members in it. In that classroom, they were silent. They did their work. They talked to one another. Maybe not outside of class. Yeah. But that moment, that moment where they were writing, they were creating this moment, they were sharing what it was that they actually really authentically said. This moment just blew up into some magical moment, right? Yeah. That's It transformed that class. You created a container where people could feel safe. But I think that that's what we could all do if we felt mm-hmm. that our stories were worth that. And that we had the space that someone would hear us and Absolutely. allow us to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Was... George, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm the crier, so I'm just going to sit here for a minute. It's fine. <laughs> Well, while you sit there, I will tell you that in that moment, I knew I had to do something with story because it was my whole life already. It was something that I've always wanted to do. My, my undergrad degree is English creative writing, but I was doing all these other, I was doing all the things I was supposed to do and not the things I wanted to do. That's when it gets tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I should do this. Yeah. I always share. I was this nonprofit I worked in. Um, my first job out of social work school was my game changer because I was goal setting with people all day, every day. And I would listen to these young adults who were around my age in this program trying to figure out how they were going to break away from these limiting beliefs and societal structures and how they were going to empower themselves. And the whole time I was there, I was like, this isn't my end game. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then immediately I was like, yeah, I got to go do all these other things that I really am inspired to do. Mm-hmm. But I think we also need sometimes the validation and hearing other people stand up to say what they want to remind us that right. like we don't have to live these conservative lives that have come before us or that we've seen successful, quote unquote, because success is only what you believe in success. Just like wealth is only a matter, like someone might think they're rich with five bucks and then someone else might think they're rich with five million. Absolutely. And so what is it that speaks to you? And then how can you allow that to be ongoing so that you can say like, I don't need to stay here permission to continue to dream. So two things that you said just struck me on this. Number one, permission, because that was what you ended with. We are constantly, and I see this over and over and over again, asking for permission. Am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? You don't need permission. Mm. You need to go do that. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's number one. The bigger piece there is what you were saying about creating that business or whatever it is, your, your, whatever your mojo is that you're going out in the world to deliver and that there is a prescriptive way to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to me swearing on a podcast. My we husband says to me, Hmm, I don't know if that's the, a career limiting gesture. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear other comments from people who are being helpful and giving feedback. Oh, you, you might not want to say that because you're going to try to get clients and there are certain types of clients that aren't going to like that. Yeah. Right. And my first response is fuck them because they're not my clients. Yeah. yeah. I need to have clients that are my clients. Yeah. They need to work with people that understand it's about them. Yeah. That get them, that can listen to them, that can help translate those messages and make their shit real. 
Yeah. A couple of things going back. Like, my favorite thing about what I learned in graduate school was narrative therapy is a real thing. Essentially, storytelling and what you're doing is allowing people to Mm -hmm. constantly create and then recreate and then go back Mm -hmm. and edit and rewrite and redraft all of the stories because so many stories just hold us back. So many stories are projections or, you know, what other people told us we could do that have nothing to do with what we're actually capable of. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you just spoke about saying bad words or like how you're perceived because we live in this limiting society where everyone wants to put us in a box Mm -hmm. to say, stay over there. One, you make me uncomfortable. I don't want to see this because either I see that potential and I'm not ready for myself to move forward or you terrify me because I don't know anything that you're doing. My job is to terrify people. We're afraid mm-hmm. to be terrified. That's, well, that's going to be... <laughs> yes. Take Title number two. Title number two. <laughs> but that's, My job is to terrify people. I think... Yes. Yeah. I think the other thing too is... Um, like, we were talking earlier about Jen Sincero's book, mm-hmm. um, You Are Badass, and I think reading that right now um, and reading it literally right before everyone walked in the door, that book just inspires me constantly to be like, honestly, if you're not hurting anyone, if something excites you, you know, just show up and be yourself because you're probably going to inspire someone else around you to just do the same thing in their own way. Right. And the more you're just yourself, the more other people are like, what the fuck are you doing? But then like, dude, if she's doing that, then I can do this. And as long as there's gentleness, kindness, compassion for everything to exist, like we're all good. Absolutely. I had somebody tell me yesterday that my title should be Chief Crazy. Well, is that in a loving way? Or <laughs> absolutely, okay. absolutely. Because I do. I want to bring energy. I want to bring light. I want to help other people explore what that is. You know, it needs to be magic. I want to leave those trails of sparkling whatever. I think you should put that on your business card when we were in Charlotte. We interviewed Carrie, and on her business card, it said, like, something unicorn. Like, PR unicorn. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. PR and unicorn. Like, I'm, I'm so motivated. Whenever I make my new business card, there has to be something unicorn. Absolutely. Well, when you... Princess unicorn. When you make your new business cards, maybe you need an entire brand identity. <laughs> you need to tell your story. And you're doing that already. And this is something that I find, you know, very supportive about the Richmond community, too. We have women who are just straight up killing it here. Yeah, we really do. And it's not like... I have been, uh, it's not like the places I've experienced in corporate America where it's cutthroat or mm-hmm. people say something to your face and then go behind your back. It's truly, how can I lift you up? How can I help you? How can mm-hmm. I make your dream come true? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me help you go do that. Yeah. That thing that you're going to do, the thing that is your purpose, let me help you go do that. Right. And it's sincere. And I think the coolest thing, too, about all of this is, like, these women are constantly sharing their stories and Mm -hmm. being vulnerable and authentic. And I was talking to someone yesterday at Coffee, like, Richmond is special because there's just a whole bunch of people looking to authentically connect. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you do that through your business, and again, Mm -hmm. we talk about it on the podcast all the time, that it's all energy, what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. But also, every woman that I've spoken, not every, but a lot of the women especially on the podcast that we speak with like there is a safe space to say I see myself doing this in the future Mm -hmm. I don't need to limit myself to only what I can see now but I can speak my story of the future that might change over the course of time but like we all have permission to see who we are growing into and to see where we've been and to share that experience without someone saying, you can't do that. Absolutely. And I think that this is why I get to do, I get to do business with people who would technically be my competition. You know, I'm offering a workshop series with somebody else who's amazing. Shout out to Stacy Buchanan. Hey, um, <laughs> so Stacy's doing a workshop series with me this fall and we technically do a lot of the same things. But it is so enriching for me to work with her and to do work, to to truly just explore what it is we can create together because I feel like we make each other better, right? I don't know if that would happen in in a traditional market. And while RVA is still, you know, evolving and becoming an even more inclusive place, you know, it's not that we don't have our issues. It's not that we don't have our problems, but one thing, so I'm an RVA boomeranger. I was here, I left, I came back. 
And one thing that I love now that didn't happen back then is that we actually talk about shit, right? We know we're not perfect. There's still a lot of room to improve. I mean, we have divides everywhere we turn. Yeah. But people are talking about them now. Which I think is cool. It's really cool. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who are just like, why is this a thing now? And blah, blah, blah. But I think if you don't address the problems, then it becomes an explosive situation. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like right now I'm thinking about monuments. Like, I think it's a conversation worth having. Yes. Because if not, you end up with like a Charlottesville situation. Right. And I mean, granted, yeah, we we're the capital of what used to be the Confederacy, but I think it's still worth having these conversations like, okay, like what are we what are we doing? And what does that mean? And how is mm-hmm. that old influence still influencing where we put dollars for education? Yeah. You know, I live in Richmond City and I see what these kids what certain kids have versus other kids. And yeah. I think that it makes a huge difference when we're having these discussions to realize the bigger implication that what this means for the city. Mm-hmm. So is it about monuments? Not necessarily, right? It is and it isn't. Yeah. But there are bigger things behind that that we need to be talking about and we need to be addressing. It's a very interesting conversation, I think, because there are times when I have reevaluated thoughts and things. And I think like I'm a fairly, I mean, obviously like we think we're fairly pro- progressive people and all that, but like I still have moments where I'm like, Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, I mean, I think a lot of people can maybe identify with that, especially if you're in a Southern city, but yeah. And even going into lives, like going into the stories of the monuments, of the times, of the history, like all of this goes back to what you do and storytelling and dialogue and words and yeah. I mean, at the core of it, it all, it's just how we create a collective narrative, which essentially is like how we uplift one another and providing the space where we can hear all the opinions without being reactionary, mm-hmm. but being mindful and considerate of what the future looks like and what mm-hmm. we want to together create. Right. And I think that that's where, like you were saying, the power of story comes in, right? Thoughts are not things, but thoughts become things. Mm -hmm. And those, when they're written down, people pay attention and people can see what it is that is really mattering to a, you know, they, they see a more authentic viewpoint. Right. And there's a deeper level of connection. I mean, there's study after study after study that shows you know, if you're thinking about something, saying it makes it more powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Writing it creates yet another transmitter in your brain, right? The neural networks start to form differently when you start putting action behind the thoughts and the concepts in your head. Mm -hmm. Writing, going, doing, connecting, talking to people. That's where those catalyst moments happen. And that's where you start creating the life of your dreams because you're starting to imagine it before you step into it so that when the time comes, you say like, oh, that's my next step. I had years though where after that moment with George, right, I thought to myself, I have to do something with story. And I had a lot of little side projects. I have a little side project called Story Share where uh, some some friends and I decided we were going to do writing prompts and we were just going to throw them out there. And I was amazed at how many people started writing stories and started connecting to one another. And, you know, I was thinking, how am I going to make money with this? Well, I have no idea, but it'll come eventually. And I'm doing all the other things that I'm supposed to be doing still, right? I'm supposed to be working in corporate. I'm supposed to be uh, trying to have a family. I'm supposed to be doing all of these things. And then one day I thought to myself, this supposed to be shit? No, 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 no. No, who I am and who I am supposed to be right now are not aligned. Let's align those two. Let's take out the word supposed to be. Let's take out those shoulds and let's actually look at who I am. And that's why I love what I do because I get so excited when I'm sitting there with a client and I'm talking about what their story is and I'm asking them these questions about them and their lives and what it is that they do and, you know, framing them in ways where they're giving me like the evil eye on like, why would you ask me what words should appear in my eulogy or on my my (laughs) obituary? Because we're getting to, we're getting real. We are getting to the core of it. We are getting to who you are. We are getting to why you wake up. We are getting to your passion. And then at the end, you know, sometimes people walk away and they're absolutely exhausted. They're like, oh, I feel like I just went through therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Score. 
if I haven't made somebody cry, probably not a success, a successful day for me. That's awesome. <laughs> Caroline's your client. Good. I, can't wait. I, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love crying. So when you decided like, okay, I'm going to do this full time. Uh-huh. What did that look like for you? It looked like mental breakdowns. Yes. Over and over and over again. And going across the spectrum of, holy shit, I'm going to do this. Yep. Oh my God, I am doing this. And there's no way that I am worth doing this. I can't do this. What the hell was I thinking? I don't, I'm not worth this. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody would ask me what I do and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm going to go and crawl under my bed sheets and hide and I'm going to cry for a little while. And then when I come out, we'll talk about what it is that I actually do. Uh, Because it's really, if I'm going to bring out authentic things in other people, I really have to explore that myself. So what did that look like? It looks like fear. It looks like being scared. It looks awesome. It looks like going from having a nervous breakdown to jumping up and down, excited, crying, happy, because I just got to see somebody have a pivotal moment in their lives, reconnect to what it is that they truly want to do, and then go forward and kill it. Like, just go do it. And so, yeah, that's still happening. (laughs) I think that's like a nonstop. You just like kind of move and spiral upward and then no a true true because then there's a new fear mm-hmm. because you've already worked yeah. through whatever you know something i've already worked through a fear and then something else is like oh that's a thing too just like what right. you were saying right so i didn't even realize that was a thing until now i know it's a thing and oh my god what am i doing and then you go all the way back down and then you go okay i got this i'm here i'm doing it i'm gonna change my words right i'm gonna change my story and i'm gonna keep going and even if i'm scared shitless I'm going to continue to do it. Well, your dreams keep getting bigger as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love, there's a graphic, we might've talked about it before on the podcast, but there's like a graphic, um, that it's like the light in the life of an entrepreneur. And it's like, it's a chart and it's just like down the bottom. It's like, I can't do this. And then at the top, I'd be like, I can do this. And just like the line, like just like go bouncing back and forth from the top to the bottom. Like I'm the stupidest person alive. I'm brilliant and I'm amazing. I'm not going to make any money. Oh my God, everyone's going to pay me. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy. My favorite quote is like, who am I to do this? But then like, who are you not to? Absolutely. And that sharing that gift and really looking at what it is that you authentically offer the world. And I keep coming back to that word, right? Authentically. And it no, sounds the A word is fake. our big it's our big right. word right now. Right. And it, it's but it's truly not one of those fake let me latch on to that word. It's truly an experience, right? It's truly something that's happening. And when I can connect with other people who are open to that, that's Mm -hmm. where amazing things happen. And it's so interesting how, like, when you are riding that stride, like, the universe just invites all these opportunities to continue Mm -hmm. to send you on that path. To go back to that authenticity, what are people seeking that doesn't exist? What conversation can you create by being honest about yourself? For me, I love talking with you about what you do because story and connection, that's how you fucking make changes in the world. And that's how you truly find your superpowers to say like this is what we all need more of or someone needs to do and this is how I can support you and this is how I want to be around you because you inspire me because Mm -hmm. you see something in me and I see something in you that's why I love doing this podcast because all these women have a story (laughs) yeah but it, it is like you say like when you tap into the cool factor of just being alive right and sharing that right that is the good stuff that is the amazing stuff and I think a lot of people get lost in that like oh I well she has that or she has that or she has that but I don't and I think that there are people who are very hesitant to say that they can change their stories yeah and yes we all have yeah it's well it's easier not to and we all have circumstances that absolutely we cannot change Mm mm-hmm but we all have circumstances that we can, you know, and I was just, I, I was just in Africa earlier this year. Did you bless the rains? I did. In fact, <laughs> when you land at the airport in they Mombasa, Kenya, they have it on a loop. Shut up. The uh, people hate us. They hate America. I was like, Africa? Okay. My 
Bell group sings uh-huh. it if you've ever been to one of our concerts, too. Yeah. God, be more supportive. Sw- I tried. I'm going here. I'm coming I'm this just year. Kidding. I'm just kidding. No, um, it's a Toto song. Funny story. The first, like, big case I did while I was at Sony was, like, selling a Toto lawsuit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so they hate America, probably. Okay. But, exactly, right? <laughs> it's, like, this whole stereotype, yeah, right? Like, it's this whole thing. Damn it. It's, like, you know, these are the people who are sustaining economy in certain ways, and then, yeah, yeah these are the assholes that we're inviting to our country. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm in Kenya earlier this year, and I'm thinking about whatever life problem I had going on then, mm-hmm. which was probably some sort of bullshit that I made up or mm-hmm. I created myself. And uh huh, yes, absolutely, right? And I met some people there where (laughs) all of a sudden I'm realizing that there are people I think about water totally differently. I grew up in the desert anyway, so I always had a very big respect for water. Mostly my dad yelling, Turn off the faucet, you know, we're living in a desert, you know, things like that. And this is not sustainable, Phoenix. And I started thinking about water completely differently when I was there, right? I started thinking about the fact that not only, first of all, in resorts or nice places, or even when we were not in nice places and we were in tents and camping and things like that, it would be turning the faucet. Was there going to be water? If it was water and it was on the cold tap, was it going to be hot? If it was on the hot tap, was it going to be cold? Was it going to continue to flow? Am I going to be able to flush my toilet? This resort has a pool or this, and I didn't do a lot of resort stuff, right? Like we did, um, my friend and I did uh, a bunch of different safaris and it was a lot of hot and dust and crazy vans and things like that. But there was a hotel that we stayed at that had a beautiful small pool and no toilet water, right? So you had to go out with a bucket and fill the bucket to flush your toilet, right? So you're thinking about these things with water. And we're driving down and we're in the middle of um, a really very poor area. And our driver tells us, yeah, you know, they, these folks who live here walk three miles for their water every day. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, right? And yet every time I met somebody, they're the happiest people I've ever met. <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't fake for, for money or for any of that. They genuinely wanted to share. They genuinely wanted to talk to us. And I started thinking about how that reflects in story too, right? We get so locked up in whatever bad story we're telling ourselves. I create my own problems through stories that I tell myself in my head on a daily basis because I am very, I'm I'm highly creative and I can make some really bad shit up. So these are the things that we, we do all the time. And it's really about sitting down and sitting with ourselves and taking a deep breath connecting with somebody and saying, huh, I can change my story and I don't need to ask anybody permission for it. I'm going to do that. So back to, you know, George and that story, I didn't change my life. I didn't go out the next day and be like, hey, I'm a business owner. No, I had other stories I was living still, right? And it was gradual. And every day, like you said, it continues to unfold and something new comes up. But when you trust the process and you trust story and you start to see that these words and thoughts become things, it's easy for us to to say, I have the power over my own story and I should tell it because it's worth something. And that can always change. Mm -hmm. And I can go back and rewrite it. Yes. I just think it's interesting that you like moved into that space that you said, uh, you know, telling your story or, you know, change happens gradually. Cause I think so many times like we want stuff like I know I want everything like Mm -hmm. to be done. I want to get in. I want to do it. I want it to be done. I want it to be perfect. Blah, blah, blah. So what is it like, um, kind of like weaving this changing story as you grow in your business? Constantly reminding myself that it doesn't have to be 100%. doesn't even have to be 80%. A lot of times it could be 30, 40, 50. And then as it continues to evolve, because I shared it earlier, because I was vulnerable, because I was an idiot and I said X, Y, and Z when I should have waited and it should have been perfect. But then I decided to just blurt it out there and get it out there and go, all of a sudden people start to show up, right? They start to collaborate. They're starting like, oh my gosh, I love that energy. You know, this idea, it's great. Here's some things that I was thinking about too. And then you start to collaborate because you were vulnerable and because you were sharing these things. The biggest thing that you can do to stifle any kind of growth is to throw up boundaries and to not 
be vulnerable. Which is the patriarchal society that the mm-hmm. world knows. Well, and it's the construct that we've all decided we're going to live in too, right? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to be vulnerable. I mean, especially, uh, think about men. I mean, I they, they have it worse than we do on this one, Dude, right? Poor men, they do get, they like get really shat on in this area um, of the vulnerability situation. I know for me, like I am a perfectionist mm-hmm. and I have like projects that are in progress that are like completely done, mm-hmm. but I won't like do the last 10% of it because I'm like, oh, this isn't quite where I want it to be before I put it into the world. Right. But that, we could talk about that. I was going to say. That I... has to do with what are you worth? Oh yeah. That's and it. what are you afraid of? Well, it's not, and why are you afraid? But really, what, what does it go down to? What are you worth? What do yeah. you think you're worth? Yeah. And so many times we are always apologizing and I hear people say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I do some of that myself. Mm-hmm. Don't be sorry. My roommate and I instituted a don't say you're sorry rule when it mm-hmm. comes to work things. Um, she was going through a really rough time with work and I was going through a really rough time with work before I left my last job. And we were like, we're not going to like, don't say sorry. Don't mm-hmm. say sorry. Just either fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're... If you do something and you're an asshole, then obviously apologize. Right. But any other time, like, don't say sorry. Right. And uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah. And I think that we are still conditioned to do that in our personal lives. And we're still conditioned to do that in starting our own businesses. And we're still conditioned to do that in any moment in our life, at any given moment. Because that goes back to, I'm doubting me. I'm doubting what it is that I am worth. I am doubting my story. I'm doubting that I have the... Uh, permission to tell it. I'm doubting these things about me. You don't doubt, girl. You do. It goes back to that intuition word, right? Like once you start clearing out all those thoughts and all those stories in your head, you start getting this barometer of Mm -hmm. like what you can do or what you really want to do. You start connecting to this higher Mm -hmm. energy or this higher source or this unlimited you. And that's something that terrified me this year. I think some people listening are like, that. there's no such thing. There's, you know, like people talk about this higher self or best version of themselves or, you know, this accessible version of you that like isn't maybe you in this present moment mm-hmm. and kind of think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I probably thought it was bullshit a lot of times. But let me tell you, like now my goal is to get as clear as possible to like get away from people to just silence because there is like this truth integrity meter within that like if you can access that Mm -hmm. and you start asking your question like that eight ball that says yes or no when you ask Mm -hmm. it a question like literally we are the eight balls Mm -hmm. like we know what is possible like we know where we want to go and like you can feel like if something is not for you your body is like your energy is like but if something is for you like literally I sent an email the other day I was super clear I was I knew I wanted it I was terrified to send the email and then I was lying in a sound bath meditation. Thanks, Natasha Foreman. You're awesome. Lisa she is. Living. Girl. She's on the podcast at some point. Um, and I was lying there and like I was so clear and my whole body was like, yes, it's a yes. And then I was like, okay, that's going to happen. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, the power of story when we are in alignment with yeah. the flow, we're so clear. Like we know our truth. Yeah. And I think it goes back to when you write something down for me, like that's easier for me to put things on paper and words than to speak it right now. Because when I say things out loud, there's a bullshit factor that still occurs. Like I dissociate from myself. I That shit's deep, Suze. Yeah, no, it's true though. I can hear it because I'm either, right now I'm in my body. Like we talk a lot about grounding and now I'm like actually like present as a human, Mm -hmm. not a a human talking about being a human. And um, when I write things, they come from source. Like I write things that it's five minutes. I have like a poem and I'm just like, I don't know where that came from, but like, here you go, universe, read it. And it helps me. But it's um, the bullshit factor. You know, sometimes you need to write journaling, like you were saying, having prompts, having things that access that bigger part of yourself that is truthful. Right. Sometimes saying that because you don't believe in yourself quite there yet, like you're unable to stay grounded, especially when your barometer of people around you is like, what the fuck? 
and i think that that so when you said that and you're writing that story or you're doing these things and it becomes more and more real and saying it out loud is the bullshit factor sharing is where the transformation happens that is when things click over when you are able to do that and when you should be able to do that when you connect to that and you do it that's when things click over for you and so that's the power of where when we're you know story is a big buzzword right now everybody's talking about your story mm-hmm. whatever right tell your story absolutely just like authenticity and intuition and but there's saying it and there's being in it just like talking yes. about things and living it right and i think that that's where some of this comes in is that really taking that time to connect with it you know i, I like i said i ask strange questions to people when I'm working with them on their stories and they think that I'm the chief crazy and uh, at the end they realize that really what that's about is that they're giving themselves permission to explore everything that they're doing to clarify it and then to really fucking talk about it and really put it out there so that's where that's where the power comes from you gotta trust that process man you gotta trust that process I'm being the time lord again but we're already a little over because so, we could talk about story for days. Oh my gosh, forever. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you like think you really want to like let hit? the world know? Okay, so let one quick, 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 quick thing. You were just saying, we were both just saying, right? We were all three just saying that, you know, I want to get an idea perfectly. This is a case in point. This happened yesterday. So I was talking to Molly Covert, who runs Robert Foot Fern. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that did my website and did all my brand and made it's my beautiful. pretty the business cards. Beautiful. Gorgeousness, right? Like a shout out to mm-hmm. Molly. And um, we decided that we were going to do something together because really I was looking at her and like, oh, she cool. And she's looking at me and like, oh, she cool too. Mm-hmm. And so we brainstormed this thing called the whole story yesterday and it's a package and it is really she'll do the visual identity i do the words and we put it together how long do you think it took me to announce that a second yep is it perfect no is it fully baked Uh uh-uh do we know that we're gonna fucking rock it Uh uh-huh don't ask for permission Mm -hmm. and just know that everything doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be that's like our podcast (laughs) we're doing it yeah we're done we need to work on the sound situation okay so if people want to find this really cool thing that you guys are doing how do we find that online? Where do we go? Where do we Where do we find you? You can connect with me through my brand new spanking sparkling website, michellemercurio.com. Can you spell yeah. that? I would be happy to. So Michelle two L's, Mercurio, M-E-R-C-U-R-I-O.com. And uh, just drop me a note and let's create some magic together. Awesome. I love magic. Mm-hmm. I just seen the unicorn emoji with the three star <laughs> emoji. Hashtag magic. So if you want to find us, we're going to try to get through this for the first time ever without screwing it up. Um, you can email us by emailing podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website at nexttuesdaypodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram at nexttuespodcast. And then, like, all the other weird social media things. And on Facebook, we are the Next Tuesday Podcast. I hate us. I hate that we did that. We need to work on this. Let's talk it's... about your story. Yeah. <laughs> Our branding. Well, and then on YouTube, we are also the Next Tuesday Podcast. Well, just go to our website and find the links, y'all. Or find us on Instagram. Google us. Drop us a line. Review us. Rate. Love us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram is great. Instagram's on point. Website's great. We're and creating our story. Go to iTunes. Just download things. Yeah. Um, okay. We love you. Review us. We'll talk to you next time. So We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Cheers.